We have the first evidence that Armand Budish was warned of jail problems before any inmates died in 2018. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost steps up his attack on human trafficking, and ODOT is squandering millions of your dollars in the way it inspects roads. It's a news-filled edition of The Wake Up from Cleveland.com for Friday, January 10th. I'm Cleveland.com editor Chris Quinn. A top official in Cuyahoga County government warned County Executive Armin Budish that the county jail had a critical shortage of nurses to treat inmates a month before the first of eight inmates died in 2018. This comes from an email attached to a court filing on Thursday. The April 18th, 2018 email from Maggie Keenan to Budish, along with some others, includes bullet points that outlined what Keenan said amounted to a critical situation in the county jail regarding nurses. She wrote that nearly a third of the nursing positions budgeted at the downtown and Bedford jails were vacant and that nurses in the jail were paid $10 per hour below industry standards. Keenan suggested in the email that filling those nursing vacancies and hiking the hourly wage would cost the county $400,000, but would ultimately save money because it would lead to less turnover and minimize liability. The email was one of several documents attached to a filing in the criminal case of indicted Human Resources Chief Douglas Dykes, and it marks the first public disclosure that Budish was told of a brewing health care and staffing crisis in the jail before the first inmates died. Budish released a statement Thursday saying that as soon as he learned about the nursing issue, he put aside $400,000 to address it. The new year starts with a renewed attack on human trafficking by Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost. Hundreds of people attended Yost's inaugural Human Trafficking Summit Thursday in Columbus. Yost set up a day of workshops for people seeking to reduce Ohio's trafficking problem. During his first year in office, Yost created a human trafficking initiative to help county prosecutors with trafficking cases and educate hotels and health departments to recognize signs of trafficking, like couples checking into hotels without luggage. Yost also pushed lawmakers to pass anti-trafficking reforms, including a state registry for Johns, pimps, and traffickers, and a new criminal charge for people who knowingly receive proceeds from prostitution. In recent years, Ohio is ranked as high as fourth in the nation when it comes to the number of trafficked people. Between 2014 and 2016, more than 1,000 victims were identified in the Buckeye State by a University of Cincinnati study. Lawyers representing the caretakers of babies born with opioids in their system want a federal judge in Cleveland to grant them a class action status. It's part of their fight for compensation from the drug companies that caused the crisis. They want the money to pay for some of the long-term care needed for the children. The attorneys asked U.S. District Judge Dan Polster Tuesday to bundle together claims made by guardians against drug manufacturers, distributors, and pharmacies. If granted, the move would also add more plaintiffs to a group that already consists of about 2,000 clients. 
The request provides yet another battleground for the drug companies who have faced lawsuits from cities, counties, and states in recent years that accuse them of fueling an epidemic that led to hundreds of thousands of deaths nationwide over the past two decades. Neonatal abstinence syndrome is a catch-all for the symptoms exhibited by babies exposed to addictive drugs in the womb. There were 17,000-plus discharges due to neonatal abstinence among Ohio residents from Ohio hospitals between 2006 and 2018. The state agency that maintains Ohio's highways could save 10 to $20 million a year by doing more of its construction inspection work in-house rather than paying contractors, according to a new state audit. The agency uses a mix of employees and independent contractors to complete those inspections. Because the work is seasonal, paying contractors by the hour gives the state flexibility. But hiring contractors is three times more expensive, says the report released by Ohio Auditor Keith Faber. In a written response to the audit, ODOT officials acknowledged room for improvement when it comes to the use of their consultants, but they also said they have challenges with using internal staff for inspections because of the travel time and the difficulty of retaining seasonal workers. Faber's office was assigned to audit ODOT's operations for potential savings as part of the state budget bill passed by state lawmakers last year. Legislators reasoned that as they raised the gas taxes on Ohio's drivers to pay for a deficit in the state's road and bridge fund, they should also try to find ways to save money in the state transportation operations. The coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers will remain with the team after heartfelt apologies for calling members of the team thugs when he meant to call them slugs. The players support keeping John Beeline in place. Beeline's error came Wednesday evening during an off-day film session. Beeline wanted to point out and correct the many late-game woes that have cost the Cavs a few victories recently, including Tuesday night against the Pistons. He's been frustrated during his five-game losing skid. At one point near the end of the film breakdown, Bayline said the players were no longer playing like a bunch of thugs, instead of saying a bunch of slugs. He wanted the players to understand that they had not been playing hard and fast. When he learned later about his slip of the tongue, he reached out to the players to say he was sorry. I'm not sure calling your players slugs is okay, but hey, they do keep losing. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up. We will be back Monday. 